decoupling from China. President Trump wants the United States and other countries to consider it. So when you mention the word decouple, it's, uh, it's an interesting word. So we lose billions of dollars, and if we didn't do business with them, we wouldn't lose billions of dollars. It's called decoupling, so you'll start thinking about it. Some economists believe a complete decoupling between China and the U.S. would damage China more than it would the United States. China's economic growth could be reduced to 3.5 percent by 2030, and it may fall to as low as 1.6 percent if American allies join in. Well, here to share his thoughts on this is China expert, author Gordon Chang. Mr. Chang's latest book is The Great U.S.-China Tech War. Gordon, it's good to have you with us again. So this whole idea of decoupling, I know an economist at the London School of Economics says it's almost impossible because the U.S. and Chinese economies are so intertwined. Your thoughts, can it be done? Should it be done? Well, it certainly can be done. And there was a time when the U.S. and China didn't have any economic relations, no trade, no investment, no technical cooperation agreements. Now we do. Um, but what can be done can be undone. But we also have to do it because China's regime is uh, viciously attacking the United States. They are using the proceeds of trade to configure their military to kill Americans. Um, this is something that we should not be doing. Um, we've got something that China absolutely can never get anyplace else, and that's the world's largest consumer market. So we can do this. We must do this. Made in America, maybe. <laughs> the People's Liberation Army has acted aggressively along the border with India, also against its neighbors, as you know, and we've talked about this, the South China Sea. We're seeing a naval and air force buildup, new missiles, new planes. How great, Gordon, is the China military threat to the USA, and what should be done about it? Well, it is a great military threat to the USA because China is developing weapons that are specifically targeting um, American aircraft carriers and others. China talks about closing off the global commons, uh, international water and airspace, and it threatens our allies, such as Japan and the Philippines. Uh, as you point out, um, China's officers, they have a bloodlust. They killed 20 Indian soldiers on the night of June 15th in a premeditated act. They killed another Indian soldier last week. Um, this is extremely dangerous, not just for the countries around China's periphery, but for the U.S. as well. Boy, that takes us back to 1962 when India and China had a war over their border, same area, I believe. Now, some geopolitical analysts say war with China may be coming for the U.S. if Trump is reelected. Trump says Biden, if he's elected, China will own the USA. So politics aside, Gordon, what are the facts in this? Well, the facts are that uh, before Trump, we had a policy of engaging China to try to entice China to become a part of the liberal international system. It didn't work. What we did do, though, is um, we emboldened the worst elements in the Chinese political system by showing aggression worked. Because whenever the Chinese engaged in aggressive acts, there were no costs imposed on them, and they were allowed to keep the prize of aggression. So that really created a very dangerous dynamic in Beijing. President Trump has made it very clear that those days are over. We're no longer engaging China, and the U.S. will defend its allies. And I think that that makes the world a lot safer. This is no doubt going to be a very tension-filled period because the Chinese think that they can push the United States around. And at some point, as we're seeing, the administration is saying no. So 
there is going to be danger, but this is inevitable after five decades of bad policy. Well, I know that uh, Attorney General William Barr and also the president himself have said that China uh, does not want to see uh, President Trump get reelected, and they're going to take measures, uh, especially, and you and I have talked about this on social media, to uh, persuade Americans not to reelect him. We have seen um, China in the middle of March propagate rumors it knew were false that President Trump was going to invoke the Stafford Act and lock down the entire United States. China um, surreptitiously sent those rumors around or fueled them um, through text messages and social media postings. Also, the Spamiflage Dragon Network, um, which was anti-Trump, um, was very active until it was taken down by um, Facebook and Twitter and other social media sites. So clearly, China wants to vote in the November 3 election. Yeah, they've liked Biden all along. Finally, I've got to ask you about this concept that you've mentioned. Uh, the President Xi believes that China has a mandate from heaven to control the world. I've wondered how he could believe that when he's a communist, atheist who doesn't believe in God. It just seems like a justification, Gordon, for communist world domination. Please explain the mandate from heaven. You know, the mandate of heaven is from China's imperial past, um, where Chinese emperors believed that they not only had the right, but they were compelled by heaven to rule the world. And this is the notion of Tianxia, or all under heaven. Xi Jinping, in his public pronouncements for more than a decade, has been promoting these mandate of heaven themes. Recently, he's become explicit about it. And Chinese officials under Xi Jinping have been very clear about where they're directing um, their thoughts. Um, China employs dozens of scholars to study the application of Tianxia to the world. I know this is ludicrous, um, but the point is not whether it's silly or not. This is what Chinese leaders actually believe, and we ignore what they are saying at our peril. Thank you so much, Gordon Chang, for being with us and sharing your insights. Thank you, Gary.